Microphone check, one, two, one, two, what is this? Outcast episode 46 is back in business. Welcome, welcome, welcome once again, folks. Uh, it's your boy Al Adams with the Ottawa Valley's number one football and fighting podcast. As always, we're here to talk about all the goings-on in the world of combat sports, particularly mixed martial arts and boxing, as well as uh, football and some other sports news as... um. We're still in the deep off season of football. Uh, regular season won't come around till September, so there's not much headlines out there to talk about. But there's a couple other goings on in major sports as well, which we'll touch on. You know, we just had uh, UFC 265 last weekend between Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor. Lots of news from that and fallout. Um, some upcoming. Mixed martial arts fights in the news, as well as some out-of-the-ring funny business going on between uh, fighters and bar patrons. (laughs) So we'll talk about that in the world of boxing. Lots to talk about there. Tokyo Olympics coming up. Got some Canadians coming to rep the scene there. A big welterweight matchup between Manny Pacquiao, Errol Spence. And some heavyweight boxing news and matchroom boxing news as well. And, of course, like I mentioned at the top of the show, major finals going on in multiple sports, basketball, soccer, um, and a little bit of off-season news. So, without further ado, let's get into the top of the show and talk about the big main event from last weekend in the UFC lightweight division, number one uh, contender implications, certainly, between Dustin the Diamond Poirier and the notorious Conor McGregor. Dustin winning by first round doctor stoppage after Connor obviously sat back on that uh, fractured leg ankle area and it folded under him like a lawn chair. Pretty brutal to watch. Obviously, uh, gruesome injury, make you uh, dry heave a little bit watching that. But still, a win is a win for Dustin. Connor obviously. Uh, I don't know what to say, but just poor, 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 poor sportsmanship after the fight. You hate to see it. Uh, talking, still running his mouth, talking all kinds of shit about Dustin and his wife, uh, gesturing a gun to his head and saying, "Oh, I'll get you in your sleep, you and your miss." And I was just like, "What is this guy doing, man? Like, is he just trying to go like full super villain and uh, kind of go like Colby Covington WWE like wrestling heel with it?" I don't know, man, but it seems like he lost the plot a little bit because he's also tweeting out all kinds of wild shit, posting pictures of Dustin and his daughter, saying, like, oh, I'm a dangerous man, and this and that. Like, leave it, man. Take your L's like a man. You're such a... Coming after a guy's wife? Coming after a guy's little daughter? Man, God, bruh. Like, enough, man. Enough, you're soft. Your legs are soft. You got knocked the fuck out in the second fight with Dustin. And the third, he broke your fucking leg with his elbow. And then you're still chatting shit. You're done, man. You're done. You've lost. You've won one fight in the last five years, man. You're done. You're done. 
Connor, you're done, bud. Sorry to all the McGregor fans. Actually, I apologize for fucking nothing. Your boy's done. He's a joke, man. He carries himself like a joke. There's nothing more to say. He's an Instagram model now. He's an Instagram model. Conor McGregor's an Instagram model. That's all you need to know. Dustin Poirier is going to be fighting for the belt. Probably October, something like that. And your boy's an Instagram model. He's done. He's never going to win a title again. He's garbage. He's literally what Dustin said. He's a what he say. He's a he's a dirt bag. Yeah, he's a dirt bag, man. <laughs> and that's it. Broken leg, Conor McGregor. Also on that card, getting off that one. Um, hopefully, Dustin goes on to fight Charles Oliveira for the lightweight strap in the next few months here after he gets home and celebrates his win a little bit with his family and Connor's nursing his broken leg in the hospital. Also on the card, we had a big heavyweight matchup between Tai Tuivasa, Australian heavyweight or New Zealand heavyweight. I can't remember. I think New Zealand. He looks like one of those big Samoan dudes. He knocked out Greg Hardy in the first round after a fiery exchange where Hardy pointed to the center of the octagon and the big boys just started swinging. Hardy came in, missed with a couple punches, and Tuivasa stood his ground and fired back with some hooks and dropped Hardy. Um, the co-main event was pretty uneventful, a bit of a snoozer between Gilbert Burns and Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. But Burns picking up the win there over a guy in the welterweight division who is a hard stylistic matchup for anybody, but hard to say where Wonderboy goes from here. I don't think Burns has earned himself an immediate uh, title shot after that as he was just coming off uh, a loss with the champion Kamaru Usman. I think he's got to pick up one, at least one more win here at welterweight to get himself back in the title picture, even though Wonderboy was on a, a pretty big winning streak there, I imagine. Wonderboy, almost 40 years old, now uh, picking up another loss at welterweight. It's hard to say where he goes from here as well. I uh, don't know what his contract with the UFC looks like right now, but I imagine that could just be close to about it for him for um, a title shot uh, pitcher. Maybe Leon Edwards, because he had that kind of weird last round with Diaz, even though I think he was talking, he didn't really want to take any more fights without getting a, a title shot as well. He could probably just sit back and wait for the Colby Covington, uh, Kamaru Usman fight to be done. That'd be quite a wait, though. So Leon Edwards might get back in there with Gilbert Burns. That could be a good fight. Uh, I don't know where Wonder Boy's going to go. Uh, Sean O'Malley, Chris Moutinho, uh, Chris Moutinho coming in last minute notice, putting on a good uh, performance, walking forward like a zombie through. I think they said O'Malley hit him with like 183 or 283 significant strikes. It was absolute wild. He was just on the back foot, popping his jab cross out there, mixing up the punches, uh, dribbling an air ball and hitting him with some hard kicks to the body as well. That Moutinho is fucking tough. He definitely earned himself a few fans in that fight, picking up the fight of the night bonus he was looking for as well. 
uh, O'Malley calling out guys like Dominic Cruz, Rob Font, and Cody Garbrandt after the fight. Definitely down for any of those matchups or a, a rematch with Cheeto Vera. Somewhere down the line at Bantamweight for Sean O'Malley. Uh, bu- bu- bu. There's a women's fight on that card as well. Irene Eldana elbowed a girl and opened her up bad, getting a TKO, giving the other girl, I think, like 13 or 17 stitches. I think they said those elbows are brutal, especially in the women's fight. See all that blood. Oof. Robbie Robbie Lawler versus Nick Diaz 2 has been announced for September, I believe, in the UFC. A rematch 17 years down the road from their first fight, which is crazy. I think I heard it's the longest amount of time between a first fight and a rematch in the UFC's history. I wonder what that is for boxing as well. I should look that up sometime. Uh, Cyril Gain versus Derek Lewis for the interim heavyweight title is coming up at UFC 266 in the future, uh, which I think is a bit of a joke that they're making an interim heavyweight title for this fight, even though Francis Ngannou literally just won the heavyweight belt like a month ago, I think, or two months tops, and because contract negotiations didn't go well for the Derek Lewis Ngannou fight or the John Jones Ngannou fight, uh, Definitely money's involved in that picture. Probably Ngannou asking for a lot. Lewis is obviously okay with the money he's getting because he's still fighting. And, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a weird one, man. I'm not a fan of the, the interim heavyweight title because it's just strictly, like, it's a promotional thing. So the UFC can say that there's a title fight on the card or two title fights on the card, but it's not really a title, man. Francis Ngannou is still the heavyweight champion, man. He hasn't been out of action for that long, and he deserves to have that title. And Yeah, man, the UFC is just ruthless with their contract negotiations, man. Uh, and last but not least, in that category of MMA, kickboxing, MMA and kickboxing and Muay Thai fighter Joe Schilling knocked out a bar patron in a viral internet video after he said the guy was rapping kind of aggressively at him or something. It was a weird one. I had mixed opinions on it. As I feel like Joe Schilling maybe told his friend <clears throat> before, like, hey, I, like, I feel like something's going to happen here, so get it on video. And he was going to, like, walk towards this guy who's just like your average, like, office worker type dude by the looks of it in a video saying, oh, he was, like, just acting weird, acting like aggressive to to me, like at the bar. So he walks by this guy, and the guy's kind of standing in his way. And you can tell he gives Joe a bit of a shoulder, or just doesn't get out of the way for him. And then he says something to him, and Joe turns around and just fucking hits this guy with a three piece and a soda. Like maybe it's just a two piece, because I think it was like left right hook, and Buddy hit the floor hard, like knocked right out cold of course street fighting with a muay thai champion and mma fighter will do that to you especially a guy whose slogan is can't stop crazy and was literally wearing a shirt that said ring cage parking lot on the back of it like that's why you gotta be careful man (laughs) i always tell people you never know who you're talking to and um on the one hand 
I kind of like to see some comeuppance for people acting arrogant. But on the other hand, I'm also like, I've been in situations where like that where someone's chatting shit or just putting up a front. And it's like, I, if you know what you're doing, it's really like shooting fish in a barrel in a street fight. And I know it sounds like I'm bigging myself up here a little bit, but that's just how it is, man. If you're like, a trained fighter and you know what you're doing like fighting some fucking random guy no experience no knowledge of fighting it's really like shooting fish in a barrel man it's just what it is you know exactly what they're gonna do they're not gonna keep their hands up they're just gonna stand there stiff-legged in front of you and you're gonna get the first punch off probably and with good technique and rotation and their chin's just going to be right there sitting up in the air for you. So, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's a hard one. And I heard the guy's in some kind of legal situation with him now. So I kind of hope for Joe Schilling's case that he doesn't catch too bad of a charge here if there is something. But I imagine it could be one of those situations where it gets settled out of court as well. And this guy might just be trying to get a couple bags from Joe Schilling. But who knows? Anyways, going too long on this stuff. So get into the world of boxing and rip through some topics here. Uh, first, I'll start off the boxing news with a bit of sad news. Um, yeah, boxer Sebastian Eubank was uh, found dead on a beach in Abu Dhabi, 29 years old. Obviously son of Chris Eubank Sr., brother of Chris Eubank Jr., and um, it's just a, a great boxing family bloodline. I believe their daughter is married to a boxing promoter, and there's another brother. Uh, his name's slipping my mind at the moment, but he's a boxer as well. And it's just sad, sad news. As a young man like that, only a year older than me, um, he's just coming into his own and starting to make a life for himself and just sudden and terrible news out of uh, the UK, Abu Dhabi there. And uh, just my heart goes out to the Eubanks and just, you hate to see it, you know. And moving on to other uh, better news. The Canada boxing team has been announced for the Tokyo Olympics going over to Japan, only sending one male boxer, which I thought was a bit of a joke. And I was like, in all of Canada, you can only find one guy that you're sending to the Olympics, along with these uh, several female fighters. But I was just like, that's all we're sending? Like, <laughs> come on, man. We got to do better, man. I don't know. Canada, our attitude towards combat sports and boxing especially is just atrocious. Like, I just feel like, out of all the athletes, like, they deserve so much respect and support from people, but we don't really get behind our boxers as much as we should, man. Not at all, but I'll be following along with the Canadian boxing at the Olympics, so I'll keep you guys more posted on that in the coming episodes of the Outcast. Uh, Many Pacquiao Errol Spence is going down soon in the welterweight division in boxing. For some reason... I almost want to lean towards Pac-Man out of nostalgia, I think. But definitely the smart bet in that fight is Errol Spence. Um, Obviously, 
a fight between him and Terrence Crawford is the one everyone wants at welterweight, but we never get, so don't hold your breath for that one. But Pacquiao-Spence is a great fight as well, especially at Pac-Man coming after his last performance against Keith Thurman running back the clock, and Errol Spence looking impressive as, from his last comeback fight as well. Uh, Canelo has announced that uh, him and Eddie Hearn are looking to get a matchup <clears throat> in September for him. So the pound-for-pound king in boxing right now, staying active as always. Heck, maybe he takes this fight in September. He'll get one more by the end of the year in December as well. That'd be crazy, the run he's been on lately. Uh, names like Caleb Plant have been thrown out there, but uh, some people saying he's asking for too much money in contract negotiations. Obviously, Demetrius Andrade would make a lot of sense as he fights out of the matchroom boxing camp where most of Canelo's shows have been co-promoted on. Uh, but we'll see who Canelo ends up in the ring with. Obviously, he has the option of moving up to light heavyweight as well. So Canelo has all kinds of options available for him as his power carries up through the weight classes, obviously. Lyndon Arthur beat Italian. Undefeated Italian uh, Verrucci last weekend and picked up another win at light heavyweight. Is it light heavyweight? Yeah, it's light heavyweight. Looking impressive as always, improving to 20 and 0, I believe, and uh, getting the knockout in the ninth round after dropping the guy three or four times. Big fan of Lyndon Arthur, best jab in boxing probably, and one of the best underrated defense as well. He doesn't get touched much if you watch his fights. Uh, Alexander Usyk, Anthony Joshua, contract negotiations are still being finalized for heavyweight. That fight's been talked about for September, which would be great for heavyweight boxing as Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. Three just fell through recently as uh, Tyson Fury's whole camp basically tested positive for COVID. So Usyk versus Joshua, man, let's make that fight. It's the fight we need, even though Joshua's probably going to run through him like a hot knife through butter, I think, as Usyk had a hard time getting through Derek Chisora and Anthony Joshua's just in a whole another class than that, to be honest. I think Usyk is pretty undersized for going up against these big heavyweights. He definitely doesn't want to mix it up on the inside with them. And Joshua's inside game's been looking crispy after that last fight he had with Pulev and those uppercuts. And even on the outside, man, Usyk's, Usyk's in for a bit of a, a hard one there. Though I think he's training with Lomachenko's dad, who's a great boxing trainer. So... Those Russians can be tricky, man. Uh, Dillian White will tell you that. Joe Joyce versus Carlos Takam. Another big uh, heavyweight boxing fight coming up. Joe, big Joe Joyce, the juggernaut. Looking impressive in his last fights. Obviously beating uh, Dubois, Daniel Dubois. And did he have another fight after that? I can't remember. I want to say he did, but I can't remember if he did. <laughs> Anyways, Carlos Takam, that'll be a good heavyweight matchup. I don't know much about Takam, but he's got a good record, and Joyce taking him seriously, but look for Joe Joyce to get uh, a big fight with a big name down the line if he gets through that test. Connor Ben versus Adrian Granados coming up at welterweight, another matchroom boxing fight. Connor Ben, the heavy favorite there after coming against, coming through some hard tests and beaten guys pretty easily for the most part I'd say 
And of course, even though I said I wouldn't talk about this too much because I'm sick of all these YouTube boxing mat circus events, I won't even call them fights, between Tyron Woodley, Jake Paul, uh, is coming up in August as well. Both guys saying that the loser of the fight would either have to get I love Jake Paul or I love Tyron Woodley tattooed on them. Jeez Louise, what's going on, people? Other sports news, run through it quick here. Aaron Rodgers back to Green Bay, being talked about heavily. Uh, some insider sources saying that he'll be back there this season. I'm just like, oh man, after all these off-season contract negotiation stuff between Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay, it's a bit of a bad look for him to be going back there. I was really hoping he'd end up on a new team like uh, Denver, it's hard to say, but Cleveland, just to mix things up, man. And Green Bay's just treated him so poorly lately that they, I don't know. I just I was hoping for Aaron's sake that he'd get up out of there. But it looks like he'll probably be back in Green Bay. Italy bested England in the Euro 2021 uh, finals, winning 2-1 to one in penalty kicks. Heartbreaking for England after... Uh, a big journey to the finals and being uh, slept on at the start of the tourney to making it all the way to the finals and then losing to Italy, though Italy was probably the best team in the tournament uh, so, to some degree. So they deserve the win. It's coming back to Rome. So congrats to them. But I'll be definitely supporting England in the next World Cup as, you know, I've never gotten that emotionally invested in a soccer tournament before and I was really gunning for England man I watched the whole game of the finals and yeah just heartbreaking for them man uh, the NBA finals are still on as the Phoenix Suns are up two games to win over the Milwaukee Bucks even though my pick for the finals is still the Bucks to win in six games or potentially seven as the Suns did get off to that early two game lead but I think the Bucks are still in it. I think they're uh, the better team. They've definitely got the best player out of the two rosters with the Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo as he's been playing some of the best ball of the tourney along with uh, Devin Booker and Chris Paul and the Suns playing some really good basketball as well. But I think Giannis is still the best player in the league right now and that can make up for a lot, especially in basketball. You need your star players and... The Bucks are resilient, and I don't think they've come this far to lose, even though the Phoenix Suns, you could say they haven't either, and they could have been through some stiffer competition, but it's a great finals as well. It's one of the best NBA playoffs in years, so either way, if my picks are wrong, I'm content just watching good basketball, you know. And just a little on the podcast for the future. I've been thinking recently about getting the Alcast episode uh, 50 and then potentially rebranding it either keep the name but switch up just the topics I cover and um, what's the word for it just I just want to talk about different stuff sometimes man and you know football and fighting and other random sports news and headlines kind of keeps me in a bit of a box and there's just some weeks where there's not that much going on or I just want to talk about something else and you feel kind of typecasted to this one topic. But, um, you know, just, 
Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, bro. <laughs> when the time comes, we'll get to it anyways. We're only at episode 46 now, so we'll see what, when I get to episode 50 how I'm feeling. And I'll talk about it more then. Till next time, guys. You know, keep snapping legs like you're Dustin Poirier on the haters. Keep pumping that jab out like you're Sean O'Malley when life uh, throws a couple hard balls your way. You know, support your own, man. Support your own. Um, and, you know, stay classy. Peace out. This has been the Alcast. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Alex Adams. That's Alex with a e- three instead of an E and a five instead of an S. Uh, <laughs> I know it's a little bit more complicated than you just searched the Alcast before, but it just felt like changing the username. Um, and the Alcast on YouTube as well. I've been posting a lot of good content there you can find. So appreciate y'all guys for listening. Peace. (laughs) 